audio medium unlike anything you've ever heard before. The Pinnacle of Sound Experience. Jacked and Canned. Featuring John Tessman and Colby Tyler. A place where you will get the information you crave. And hear about the topics that you love. Presented by themselves. Coming to you from the basement, bar, and the bedroom. Sponsored by no one. Jack and Cam. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the sports roundtable of Jack and Can. We have a little NBA play in day edition. Uh, granted, we will, I'm sure, talk a little bit about everything. However, uh, my mind is obviously very centered and focused right now on literally one thing, and it is what the fuck is wrong with the Heat's defense? Why Why is Atlanta hitting everything? Well, part of it is because they are by themselves right now every time they're shooting a goddamn ball, and I'm trying to figure out why that's the case. Oh, Colbs, I wish I had a analysis for you the only thing that i can provide to you is something to get your attention off of that game by telling you who's on top of course oh thank god yes i could give you a moment to breathe colbs and i'm going to start off yet again your favorite favorite thing that's going on right now what is that colbs it's three letters nba yeah that's good xfl here we go xfl north they're still playing that I can't wait till we do this in a few years. <laughs> that could be your slogan. It'd be four They're years not going to be line. playing in a few years. No, we're, we will see. XFL North, DC Defender sitting on top, 7-1. St. Louis Battlehawks, my favorite team, Colbs, at 6-2. and two. Seattle Sea Dragons, Colbs' favorite team by default. They're sitting at 5-3. and three. Vegas Vipers at 2-6. and six. XFL South, Houston Roughnecks, 5-3. and three. Arlington Renegades, Four and four, San Antonio Brahmas, two and six, Orlando Guardians at one and seven. Cole, something on the XFL. It's getting close to the playoffs, getting close to the championship game, and the championship game is going to be played in San Antonio. I think that's definitely a little bit of influence from the rock there. Now, I wish they put it in St. Louis. They're averaging like 36,000 fans at every single game. I'm scared. <laughs> San Antonio's Brahmas suck this year. So, like, their fans probably won't show up. Is the XFL championship game going to be played in front of 8,000 people? Shift it to St. Louis. It's not too late. Do it for all of us. Do it, do it, do it. Especially if St. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I mean, I figured they would have found like a neutral site kind of game that's something they could do. But I mean, if they have to put it in one of their team stadiums, which I guess does make sense uh, instead of trying to rent out somewhere else to do it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I would think the St. Louis would be the place considering the fanship of it. Now, granted, John, when you mentioned that the San Antonio team sucks, well, the only <laughs> yeah. the only real professional sport they have with the Spurs, they they suck too. So <laughs> the, it, it's not it's it's not like it's the uh the only show that sucks in town. They they have two shows and they both suck. Oh but the Spurs were so good for so long. I feel bad for the whole city, San Antonio. But at least they got the Battle Hawks. Cobes NHL standings. <clears throat> well, we know all about the Bruins. 
They end up holding it down 63 and 12. Actually, Colbs, is the NHL season done? Bruins set the record, right? For the most wins in a single season in NHL yes. history. Uh the Bruins have set a record for the most wins ever in a in an NHL season. There is hockey tonight and hockey tomorrow. However, the Bruins are actually playing right now. They're up two to one on Washington. Um yeah, they can't I know. Lose. Well, the fu- the funny thing is at this point, like they're they're starting to, uh they're starting to like call up kids from the AHL and like shit like that to come play for them just just to just to like finish off the year. So I mean, it's not even really the guys, the Providence Bruins players is what you're talking about, Colbs, right? Yeah, Down the road. I mean, it's uh, you you can only do it with so many guys just because there's still so many players that play in hockey. So it's not like you can just bring up the whole you know, Providence Bruins team, but they pretty much a lot of the teams that are already locked in are doing this at this point. Um, I mean, there's still still some teams that are fighting for, uh, for their playoff lives. I know there's a big race in the East right now between the Islanders, the Penguins and the Panthers. Um, The, uh, the Islanders and the Panthers both blew a chance. Uh, The Panthers, I believe have the inside edge. The Islanders kind of needed a win to stay alive there, and I don't know if they're out of it at this point. But they lost three to three to one or four to one, something like that, last night. So uh, I, they, I think, might be done. Uh, the Panthers lost in overtime, but they did get the one point at least out of that. So as long as the Panthers win tomorrow, I believe they get in. And uh, Pittsburgh, I think, needs to win tonight to stay alive. Gold's talking about that Atlantic Division Bruins. Obviously, we know how they're doing. Maple Leafs, Lightning in the playoffs, Metropolitan Division, Hurricanes, Devils, Rangers. Gold's just talked about the Islanders and Penguins. Western Conference, we get the Avalanche, Stars, Wild. Pacific Division, Golden Knights, Oilers, Kings, and Kraken look like they have clinched a playoff position as well in the NHL. Colbs, I'm going to torture you here. I'm saving NBA for last, of course, because we're going to go into Colbs' other favorite sport, new favorite sport, at least sports betting favorite sport. That's going to be oh, Major baseball. League Baseball. <laughs> Dude, I'm making a fucking living off of that sport. I had no idea I was going to be this good at betting something. Apparently, if you just don't watch and you just kind of blindly <laughs> bet, you do all right. So I guess that's something to keep in mind for new sports gamblers out there. Uh, just pick a sport that you don't watch and go fucking crazy. I, I, I'm nailing that, and I'm thinking I might just start doing like college lacrosse. Oh, Jesus, that's random. You, you should start doing pickleball. <laughs> No, I did end up betting on a couple of college lacrosse games, and then I found myself really enjoying watching it. And I was like, eh, you know what? Maybe I'll get in on this. Oh, no. Oh, no, Coles. ESPN Plus is going to be on all the time now in your house. I'm going to start finding the shit that's on the Ocho. I'm going to be betting on (laughs) cornhole tournaments. For real. You see the alternative (laughs) sports around the world. You won't like Major League Baseball, but you start watching Mexican baseball for some reason. Yeah, Mexican I'm going to be League. huge into the uh, the Japan the Japanese Premier League. Yes, Colbs actually talking about that real quick. Off topic. Uh, did you hear about the CW Channel and their partnership with Live Golf? Live or Live Golf? I mean, I know it's on the CW, but that's that's about it. But the channel that had Superman and who's lining. Yeah, every ways. super like every superhero show ever. Yeah. Everything yeah. that's like in some way, shape or form, supernatural. Uh, yeah, yes. it's on the CW and also uh, the uh, the Saudi golf tournament. Yes. 
<laughs> so you heard about that as well. So, Coles, that is crazy. The CW channel is pivoting. They're changing. Who knows? Maybe they'll be the new home of the USFL or the XFL in a couple of years. We'll see if they go ahead and transition over there. Anyhow, Colbs, Major League Baseball, AL East, Rays. Colbs is Rays sitting on top. Are they going to lose this year? They have to. <laughs> I don't know. I keep telling myself, like, okay, maybe today don't bet on them just because you know they're going to eventually lose. And then I keep going, whoa, 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 whoa. It, what, what if they just, like, start off really fucking hot and then they kind of suck the rest of the year? You might as well get in on this while it's good. So, yeah, I, I'm still betting the Rays. Hell yeah. Keep betting them until they lose at least one time. Then maybe that'll be the downturn warm, but they look damn good. The other night they won 1-0. Like they got yeah, that was uh, their only game so far this year that they've that they've only won by one run. Every other game they've won by more than a run. Oh, it's crazy. And they're in the ALEs, the hardest. They're up seven to one right now. Oh, oh my God. Okay. So eleven and oh, the Rays are gonna be at. Cobes are sitting on top of the ALEs, followed by the Blue Jays, Yankees, Orioles, Red Sox. Really, it's anybody's division right after the Rays. Um, good luck. I mean, it still is, John. It's uh, we're talking 10 games into the year. I know, but the AL East is always a tough one. It's the trickiest one. The Orioles look good. Red Sox, eh, they look good at times. Yankees and Jays, that's going to be the toughest one right there, I think the end of the season al central guardian sitting on top seven four followed by twins white Sox, royals and oh the poor tigers <laughs> the poor tigers two and seven we're going to see who's going to be worse at the end of the year is it going to be the tigers or the a's that that is what we need to find out it's going to be AL, the a's yeah i got a feeling too al west rangers sitting on top followed by the angels astros mariners and the a's Angels, do not mess this up this year. Please, please do not mess this up. And at least Braves sitting on top, which I hate to see, followed by the Mets, Phillies, Nationals, and Marlins. And Central Brewers sitting on top over there. And OS, we got the Diamondbacks sitting on top over in the in that division. Colbs, NBA. I know you've been excited to talk about this. You're excited to watch the game tonight, the big game tonight. We're going to talk a lot about that in just a moment. Figured I'd let everybody know where everyone concluded in the season, where everybody finished up at the um, in their conference. Eastern Conference, we got the Bucks sitting on top, 58-24, followed by the Celtics, 76ers, Cavs, Knicks, and Nets. Now, Coles will be able to go ahead and break this down a little bit better than I will. But it looks like the Bucks ended up clinching the conference. The Celtics ended up clinching the division. 76ers, Cavs, Knicks, Nets ended up clinching a playoff position. The Heat clinched the division. And the Hawks, Raptors, Bulls clinched the play-in position. Colts, is that right? Uh, yeah, so, John, one thing to keep in mind is the divisions don't really mean anything to the NBA. Uh, it's kind of weird that they even still have them. So like the Heat, for example, they clinched their division, but they're still in the play in because they're the seventh best team in the East. So what happens now? The top six seeds are already in. They're ready to go. And we already know what our four five matchup and our three six matchup is in the East. That's going to be Philadelphia and Brooklyn for the three six and Cleveland, New York for the four five. Now, the seven and eight seed are currently playing. Miami and Atlanta, the winner of this game will become the seven seed of the East and will go play Boston. The loser of this 
will then play the winner of tomorrow's game between the 9 and 10 seed between Toronto and Chicago. So whoever loses that game tomorrow is done. And then the winner of that plays the loser of this game. The winner of that game becomes the eight seed that goes and plays against Milwaukee. Now, in the West, or I mean in the East, it kind of sucks because your reward for winning the play-in is you either get to go play Milwaukee or Boston. Like, that's that's pretty fucking terrible. But uh, looking at the Eastern Conference for at least the play-in here, I, I do think, I mean, I really thought Miami was going to smoke Atlanta. I, I didn't even think this one was going to be close. Really? Uh, well, I mean, Miami beat them in five for it might even be a full sweep last year in the playoffs. Granted, Atlanta got a little bit better and Miami does look a little bit worse. But even if you look at their regular season series this year, Miami won that as well. Uh, Miami's played better basketball than Atlanta all year. So this is actually pretty shocking. It's 65 to 50 Atlanta at the half right now. So, I mean, the Heat had come back somewhat. It was a 24 point game. It's now a 15 point game. All right. But. I uh I, at this point, I mean, I, I, if I was handicapping this, I'd have to say Atlanta probably closes this game out and moves on to Boston, uh, which kind of throws off everything. Because really, I thought that um, I thought Miami was going to win this, and then I actually didn't even think Atlanta was going to make it in at all. I thought they would end up playing Toronto on Friday after Toronto, I assume, beats Chicago tomorrow, and then Toronto I thought was going to beat Atlanta as well. So. Uh, this this definitely throws a little wrench into the beginning of it for me, but regardless, whoever gets in, they're losing to Boston and Milwaukee anyway. I mean, in the East, it's it's not it's not as cool as it is out West, where out West because the Lakers are in the play, and there there's going to be some shit that can go down over there. Culp's talking about the West. Let's let everybody know where they finished at. Nuggets sitting on top. Grizzlies, Kings, Suns, Clippers, Warriors. Culp's team. The Lakers. Timberwolves, Pelicans, Thunder. Colbs, what do you got for the Western Conference? Uh, so we begin our play in here in just a little bit. It'll be the Lakers and the Timberwolves. Uh, big advantage to the Lakers tonight. Rudy Gobert got suspended for punching teammate Kyle Anderson in the chest in uh, their most recent game. Oh. So Rudy Gobert is suspended for this one, which really takes away probably the biggest part of what was going to ruin our day. Um because the Lakers do have difficulties with rebounding and had they suck at going in there with a big guy around the rim. It's just not something they're well-suited for. Anthony Davis is very good at those things, but conversely, when he's got the ball in his hands, he's not really somebody who overpowers the overpowering defender at the rim. So I am uh, I'm definitely looking for Anthony Davis to have a big night tonight. I don't think this is going to be... Uh, Something a lot of people are saying, oh, this is this is where it starts. LeBron's going to have 38 and seven. I, I don't think so. I think LeBron's probably going to have about the 20 points, give or take. He's probably going to have somewhere along like six, seven assists. He'll probably have like seven or eight rebounds like he's going to have something. But I don't think he's scoring 30. And how many Davis? That's how many rebounds for Anthony Davis? How many rebounds you thinking for him? Uh, somewhere in the 10 to 13 range. I placed the bet, Coves. You made me nervous with the whole LeBron take. I put the Lakers would win, LeBron scoring 25 plus, and Anthony Davis scoring, uh, getting 10 plus rebounds. Yeah, I I mean, I don't think LeBron's going to get 25, but it doesn't mean that he definitely won't. I mean, it's LeBron. He can do whatever he really wants to do. It's just uh, a matter of, I, I think, the way this game matches up. I think now 
there is a large advantage for Anthony Davis to kind of go off. And I think LeBron's likely going to start off his playoff run here as somewhat of the passer rather than the scorer. So, I mean, that's that's my personal thought on it. Uh, we'll see. Currently, I my uh, Miami-Atlanta bet here for, uh, for in-game just took three things. Jimmy Butler, 20-plus points. Jimmy Butler, one steal. Trey Young, under 26.5 points. So... Or uh, 25 and a half where shit, actually, I should probably look it up because Trey Young has 13 at the half. So this is like dead ass. Like, (laughs) I should probably find out exactly what I need him to have. But (laughs) but uh, Jimmy, Jimmy's on pace. He's got 11. So, I mean, just over. But I mean, he had eight points like halfway through the first quarter and then he got the rest for a little bit. And he's already got his he's got two steals. So I don't have to worry about that part. But um, <clears throat> yeah. So if that tells you anything for uh for how my prediction of the Lakers game tonight's going to go, as far as who's going to be the primary scorer, uh, then maybe I might be wrong. But I I have a pretty good feeling that with Rudy Gobert being out, Anthony Davis is going to have himself a night. I I do think that that's uh that that's something in the in the wings here. But I'm excited for it. And then uh, tomorrow we've got. New Orleans and OKC. OKC is one hell of a story because they yes. were supposed to be a team that was tanking this year. And if not for their absolutely phenomenal point guard, Shea Gilgis Alexander, that that dude just keeps getting better every year. And I don't think you could make him the most improved player just because I don't think anybody saw what Laurie Markinen is had set up there over in Utah. I don't think anybody really saw that coming. So I think he's who you got to give that award to, but SGA has been phenomenal. And I mean, he's just somebody every night. I literally just bet him to score 25 plus, get a steal. And then I'll pick a couple things for the other team. And that's how I've been doing uh, OKC games all year because he just keeps hitting. You can always bank on him getting that. And if they're playing a team that doesn't have anybody good that I can't really rely on, then I'll just bet SGA to also have three rebounds and three assists because he'll get those two. Like the, the dude's on a one man show. Yeah. I, I heard a stat earlier. Um, so for the Thunder, Josh Giddy, there, uh, who's one of their forwards, he averaged uh seven point one rebounds per game, led the team. Um, nobody else had more than five rebounds on the entire Thunder team. So I don't even know how they're here. It just doesn't make sense other than SGA has played this well. He's honestly somebody that's going to probably finish top five in MVP voting just because of how well he's played. But with that said, I don't see how they beat New Orleans tomorrow. Brandon Ingram has been phenomenal lately. He's recently found that he can play point forward, so he's been dishing the ball to go with all the scoring he can do. I know in his game against Minnesota that they ended up coming up short in he had like 42 points, eight rebounds, seven assists, like just beautiful game from Ingram. And uh, I, I think New Orleans will win that one. And I think we're going to see a rematch of Minnesota, New Orleans for uh, whoever's going to get the eight spot. I think that's going to be a fun matchup and honestly more fun than the majority of the playoff series that we're going to have because whoever ends up being that eight seed, they're probably not going to do much against Denver. I think the Lakers and the Grizzlies will be a, back and forth momentum swinging kind of match there. I mean, if the really? Lakers stay healthy, I think they'll win, but that's, uh, I, I mean, Memphis is fun. They got John Moran, who might be the most exciting player in the league. They got Jaron Jackson Jr., who's likely going to win the Defensive Player of the Year award. 
they've got a lot of stuff there in Memphis. They just don't have LeBron and AD. So I, I do think that the Lakers would be able to get by him, but I don't think it's a, I think it's a close series one way or another. And then the, uh, the three, six and four, five matchups out West are pretty cool this year as well. We've gotten the, uh, the three, six Sacramento and golden state, which is just what I was hoping for because all these motherfuckers telling me that golden state can just go in and whoop up on Sacramento. Now we get to go see. Now we get to go see it. I know how this one's going to go. It's going to be Sacramento in six. So just just wait for it. It's going to happen. Start placing your bets now. They're plus 225 last I checked. So uh, the four or five is Phoenix and the Clippers. Uh, if Paul George doesn't come back, they have absolutely no shot in this one. And I don't think that they can beat them even if they do get him back. Uh, Phoenix is 8-0 in games that Kevin Durant's played. So I um I, I think we're going to see a lot more of that. Ultimately, I think Phoenix comes out of the West this year. So this is the the first step to that. They they get through the Clippers, and then they get to go beat Denver, and then everybody's going to go, oh my God, Jokic can't do it in the playoffs and act like it's fucking shocking, even though we've seen year after year he's always out in the second round, except for that one time that he made it to the conference championships and lost to LeBron and AD. <laughs> Colbs, who let me ask it this way, because I know you're big on LeBron and AD. Obviously, you think they're gonna win tonight. Looking at the sports books, it looks like they easily have the Lakers favored. Easily. Yeah, I know. That's so, why I've been having to come up with bets where I'm tying them to other shit just because I can't just bet like I, I to win anything. So if you bet 50 bucks on the Lakers, you'd win 12. And I'm like, I'm not betting 50. I, for I, just, tonight's I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. For tonight's oh, game. I'm like, I'm not fucking doing it. Don't so I, at first I had one where it was the heat money line and the Lakers money line. And then that one was five. Uh, I was going to put in $5 and 12 cents to win $10. <laughs> and uh, after, uh, after seeing this first half, I said, shit, I need another method here because <laughs> I don't think this is going to pan out. And plus now I need to make that five bucks back. So now I have the Lakers with, uh, with AD having a pretty good game and uh, LeBron just to have five rebounds. If you need to make more MLB, you've been doing pretty good with those ones. It's been working. Yeah. Today I got a little cocky with baseball. I ended oh, no. up throwing together a parlay where it was actually a four leg in one game and a three leg in another game, tied them both together. And, uh, how'd it go? Yeah. Uh, not well. Um, <laughs> the race, the race part, I think all panned out. The, uh, the problem was is I ran into the spot where I needed the Yankees game to stay under, but I also needed Aaron Judge to hit a home run. And oh, I'm like, Jesus. It got right up against it, and I'm like, fuck, Varen Judge, it's a home run right now. It's probably going over. So I, <sighs> I I didn't even check how it ended. I'm sure it didn't hit because uh, literally, I mean, it couldn't have hit because they were they were half a run away from the over-under. So if Aaron Judge hit a homer, it would have sent it over, what even your, if it was a solo shot. What was your over? Well, it, it was eight and a half, and they were already at eight. So it, it couldn't have happened. I don't know if this is going to hurt your heart or what, but Aaron Judge did not hit the home run. However, <laughs> the score of the game was eleven to two. Yankees won. <laughs> yeah, no, well, exactly, because it was six to two when I when I caught this. It was six to two, and I'm like, okay, so even if Aaron Judge hits home run, then it goes over. So wait a minute, did I read? The, oh, I thought it said Frenchie Montano. I'm like French Montana, Montana, whatever that. Frenchie Cordero. I don't know why I just had a little flashback there to 2000s R&B. 
but uh, I did French Montana. Even if he was 2000s R&B, I have no idea. Hip hop. Anyways, the name is familiar. Colbs, you know what else is familiar? Jacked and Can Show. Ladies and gents, stay tuned. Let's do it. This has been another episode of the Jacked and Can Round.